Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish you got. And then some. Pussy, pussy. It's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. As you know, in season four, we are putting our asses on the line and exploring sex 3.0, the road to happiness. And we thought that it would be a beautiful challenge for each of us in the cast to choose our own path to paradise in the realm of sex, sexuality, and self-care to see what gems we can uncover for all you fabulous clitorati out there. Why? Because we love you. And we hope this inspires you to embark on your own journey to profound bliss and satisfaction in your own life. So... Today, we are speaking to the hosts of a sensational podcast about 30-something women asking life's questions and learning from people who just might have the answers, directionally challenged. (laughs) So we thought Sex 3.0 with the women looking for ultimate bliss and happiness was a great fit. Please welcome Candace King and Kayla Yule. Hi, guys. (laughs) We're a little nervous. Why? <laughs> Just get in touch with your pussy. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, before you come in the studio, please take off all your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Leave your key in this jar. Yeah, yeah you exactly. know, you'll Just, be fine. Just so you know what you're getting into, we just Blind need to sign mandatory. right here. <laughs> And we locked you in. Yeah. Oh, that's not it. That went dark really fast. (laughs) And if you try to leave, we'll spank you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. No, but in all honesty, we're so excited to have you here. I've been listening to your podcast. You guys are phenomenal. And I'm learning so much from, I love what you guys are doing, the mission. And it's really, it's really great. Thanks. Super fun. Thanks, I feel like we've already learned so much from you guys just in the five minutes we're talking. (laughs) We sat down and we just didn't stop talking. It was great. Immediately. So many questions. We're very apparently directly challenged about sex parties oh, for sure. and under, the underground sex party world. <laughs> and, and and we're not even supposed to call them sex parties. I already forgot what I'm supposed to call it. A play Sugar. party. A play party. Play party. Okay. Play party. I got it. See, we're learning. See, you're okay. learning. What happens at these play parties? If it's, if, 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 is it sex or is it like everything but sex? Or like, do you know what I mean? Or is, or is it, it like, like a ball? I mean, there is but like sex. All, there is butt sex. Katie, you told me this wasn't, we were interviewing them. I know. Well, you know. Uh, I love it. No, I love being asked this. I'm a clearing to be asked this question. Like, I love being asked this question because so many people, when they think of, they think of open relationships or swinging or your poly or you just have multiple wives and no one knows what's actually up until you actually experience it. And, and it's I, a little illegal. That's what, you know, but it's not. What's illegal? That's what you would think. Oh, oh I thought the, that they were like illegal. The parties? Sex parties. They're not illegal. I know. I know okay. that now. But okay, yeah. They're frowned upon. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and You don't want to see someone there that you're like, like bringing food into a movie theater that's right. not from that movie theater. That's, Same thing. That's frowned upon. But, yes. you know, but yeah. So, it's a very good analogy. So yeah, I mean, I started out in like more of the swinger style parties where you got to pay like 200 bucks a couple and found my way out of that because I met, you know, some really great people in a large community that, you know, are all friends and are awesome and everyone's up to stuff and people are friends. And then, you know, if you make out with your friend one time, it's really no big fucking deal. Everyone's there to support each other and empower each other's relationships. And I know I went from Sugar like, likes to fuck her friends. 
That's just why she hosts. If, if you're my friend and we haven't <laughs> fucked, then you're you're just an acquaintance. I mean, it's okay. We like make out with our coworkers <laughs> all the time. It's like, right. <laughs> that's true. It is. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I just, yeah, there's a, there's a, a lot to unpack. I found my place. There's so much of the world of it that I'm not into. We can get into that another time, but that's that's my take on it, just to bring some clarity. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not yeah. some like swinger out here. My husband and I have clear boundaries. Yeah. Well, there you go. There yeah. we go. I, know, I, I mean, we could do a whole episode on sex parties. We did, actually. We did. And um, we went to one. But today, we're here to talk about you mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, that's, 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 we're so, not deflecting. <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> so what's the craziest? No, just kidding. So, but back, back to your podcast. In a nutshell, how did this come about? What, what made you guys say, like, let's start a podcast and let's have it be directionally challenged? How did this come about? I think we both got had gotten to a point where we were talking to each other about feeling frustrated that there was an element to our life and parallel our career that we weren't necessarily in charge of. As actors, you're going to auditions and you're kind of giving that power over to a casting director to hire you or not hire you. And then also, you know, once you kind of hit your 30s and real life hits you, you're like, oh, I need a job to put food on the table, not just because it's an adventure and fun and I get to make friends and, and we we are both married and we both have kids. And, and so we were just kind of, all these things were hitting us at once and we wanted to start something that we felt like we could control and we could also contribute something to society and connect with people in a way that just wasn't posting a photo on Instagram um, and, and, and just kind of, starting to ask life's questions in a more public way. And I think we knew if we felt that way that there were so many other people that felt that way because I I think we just got so sick too of everyone posting like the best side of life and we oh wanted to like, let's stop acting like everything's great. Let's just stop. Let's just be honest and be real. And like, if today sucks, it fucking sucks and that's okay. So like the idea just to be able to like strip down everything and be real and raw and figure life out together, not just Candace and I together, but like the, all the listeners together too. It's just, it's, we've grown a lot and we're still lost in so many different things there's still some certain um you know subjects that we need to tackle um like sex and things like that you know that's um, why we're here we're just rubbing that engine (laughs) um go ahead no go ahead no that's that's perfect because that that we know in previous conversations that's how you kind of stumbled across clit talk was you were really struggling with, you know, somewhat being public figures, really trying to put yourselves out there in your podcast and really kind of how do you share it all? Where's the line? Like, can you share a little bit about that experience? I mean, I think for us, knowing we have kids that like might at one point listen to some of the things we say can, or that can, I'll speak for myself, can stop me from sharing certain stories that maybe I would normally share. Um, Also, my parents like listen to every podcast I do. And so, you know, I'm always like, fuck, my mom's going to hear that or like grandma's going to hear that. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's an ingrained filter within me Mm -hmm. um, that I don't even know. I think it will probably always be there no matter what I do. Um, And so... I've been trying to push myself to do what I want to do instead of like letting that filter affect me. Um, How about you? Yeah. I mean, the reality is, is we have teenagers in our house. So I've got, um, between my husband and I, we have three daughters. I have two stepdaughters that are 17, 14, and then we have a four-year-old together. Um, So I, when we started this podcast, I remember telling Kayla, I was like, I'm ready to be raw. (laughs) (laughs) Give people what they want. I think the first time. Open my heart of 
just be a puddle of vulnerability. How many times did you say sex? We, we were like recording one of our intros and then our one of our producers stopped us and said, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You guys have literally said the word sex like 17 times. Like, it's okay. Like, you're like, we're going to be so empowered. And then. And then, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I can't do that because I, I just felt there were so many conversations, I think, that before I would have them with the world or publicly, I started to realize, oh, no, if I were having this conversation and my our teenagers were to hear that, I'd want them to hear it from me face-to-face first if it's that personal. And, and then I realized that we live at a time where people feel really empowered to share all their stories, their highs, their very, very lows, which I think is a beautiful thing. You do you. And it's wonderful that the internet's created that space where people can connect from that. And I've just realized, like, I do not feel more empowered by sharing some of my darker stories. And I don't, like, especially in full detail. So I've definitely found kind of like a comfortable line that I walk um, in which I still feel like I'm able to be myself, but I'm also, and I'm not compromising any of my own experiences and life experiences that I want to share, but I'm also, you know, kind of not talking about everything that I wouldn't say at the dinner table with our teenagers. Well, like 17 is such a formidable year. Think about what <laughs> everything you guys did when you were 17, right? Like, right. I think that's Can the age nine? I... <laughs> no, right? And, like, I think that's the age I lost my virginity was at 17. So, like, if I had, like, a stepmom, like, sharing all this information, it's just, you know what I mean? I mean, at 14, too. How awkward I felt at 14. I can't imagine yeah, I having mean, stepdaughters that age, you know? Absolutely. It would be so out of context for the 17-year-old to hear this without having talked to you because of ev- everything a 17-year-old is dealing with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was banging when I was 17, I'm just saying. But <laughs> of course, like, ear muffs, ear muffs. It's yeah. such a, it's such a <laughs> taboo conversation that unless you have that intimate conversation with that person in your life, it it's going to be ne- more negatively impactful than what it would do positively. And though you could see that that could make a difference, it's like step one, right? And until that's there you know, being able to speak your truth without compromising uh, your own personal experiences, I think is a great place to come from. I don't have that luxury. I didn't think that through. My grandmother <laughs> doesn't even fucking know I have a podcast, okay? Um, That's probably really I, so, I was two years yeah. in when I got pregnant, and I was like, my son's either going to think I'm the coolest mom in the world or I'd be hugely embarrassed. I will say, though, my mom is the biggest fan of our show, and which has been one of the greatest things about doing this and sharing intimate details of my life has really made a difference for her. So that's like, shout out to you, mom. And my mom and dad have actually both been on the show. Mm. That what? is super fun. Wait, did you yeah. ask them like unfiltered questions? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, my, not so much my dad. The, the, the episode was about masculinity. So it, he kept it pretty... You know, my dad's in his 70s. He's a man of a certain stature <laughs> um, and properness. But it was it was interesting because you guys, when you first walked into the studio, you said we can even we can't even barely say the name of your podcast, right? Like Clit Talk. Mm-hmm. And and when I first shared with my parents the name of the show, they were horrified for me and actually got really angry with me. But when they started actually listening to the podcast. They are actually so proud of me. They tell all their friends about the show now. It's the it's like the craziest thing. Just like Katie said, like her mom is like the biggest fan of the show, and that's exactly why we're doing this. 
is to take that shame out of it. Like, mm-hmm. why is there shame in the word clit? It's short for clitoris, which has 8,000 nerve endings and <laughs> brings us lots of pleasure. And that's way <laughs> cooler than a penis. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Penises are great. Penises I love are awesome. Penises. <laughs> but I'm just saying the anatomy of a clitoris is pretty impressive. <laughs> totally. Like, what we're able to do as women's pretty right. cool. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, for sure. So in, the, in that discovery for you guys, and discovering your boundaries is that what has been kind of your greatest discovery of that? And I know you t- like obviously this is clit talk, so there is a through line of sex in the mm-hmm. conversation. But where where are your boundaries with that? And in exploring that, I said you know that's something you want to explore more in your podcast. Like what element of that do you want to explore? Well, I think for me everything's changed since I just had a baby. You know, she's six months old, and so I was thinking about this on the way over here. How I feel like my life before her, my sex life before her, was different than it is now. Right now, we are so exhausted that like we have it's it's hard to find time. And I would love for your story to be different. I hope it is, but like we legitimately are so exhausted that every night, right before we hit the pillow, we're just like, okay, love you, and then like can't wait to sleep. It was never like that before. Mm. And I've been told that like the first, you know, six months is kind of like that because you're in the trenches, they call it. So I feel like where I am right now is not necessarily where I've been and hopefully where I won't be, you know. So we're going to have to actively continue to try to, you know, make time for sex more. We used to have it all the time and now it's like if we can have it like once a week, we're like, okay, cool. Because freaking... Well, and also we're both like working on the same TV show and with the baby. Like life right now is the most it's ever been. So um, we're just struggling with that right now. Yeah. I've definitely found between work, the new baby, our relationship is really coming last because we have to put ourselves first so that we're well to show up for those other things. Uh-huh. And um, I was so horny when I was pregnant <laughs> and it has just really dropped but when I do have sex, I will say it's better than it ever was. So we just don't do it nearly as much as we used to. And I don't feel like it. So I'm really looking forward to actually doing the pleasure challenge again, because that's what really helped me originally. Because in the beginning of the show, I had never masturbated before. Like I was in never- In her life. Ever, really, never, ever, 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 ever? No ever? one ever, ever talked ever? to me. No one ever talked to me about it. Like I thought, not it was even on accident in a, in a jacuzzi. <laughs> no, no. In a bathtub. Everyone oh, talks about their bathroom like faucet story. And no, like I had once used a cucumber, but that was penetration. None of it was. Um, what you never shared that before? <laughs> never fucking shared that. Before. I remember that brand later. Brand new information. <laughs> I'm flipping shocked right now. Oh my god! I just know. Wait, wait, your first You went straight to cucumber. I know. That's I'm I know. shocked. I'm a like your first wow. experience was with a cucumber. Was with a cucumber. Wow. How old yeah. were you? I was in high school. Okay. You're like, I wonder what this feels like. It was like, Why I was about cucumber? to have sex. And I like, I knew I was going to start having sex with my boyfriend. And I wanted to uh, see what it felt like. So it wasn't like a huge surprise. surprise. Was it like a standard cucumber? I was like, a Persian cucumber? Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> standard. Definitely okay. not a Persian cucumber. I'm just asking the questions. Yeah, it's just... pretty, it was standard. And I, and I peeled it. Oh. You, you peeled it? I peeled it. <laughs> I would have thought you would leave the skin on. No, it's prickly. <laughs> Oh so you circumcised the cucumber. Yeah, right? I did. <laughs> okay. That's exactly okay. what I did. <laughs> I can't believe I've never shared this on the show. I can't believe this has never come up before in like three years. It seems like wow. a very like important time in your life. Like pivotal moment. <laughs> right. It's funny the things you remember when you talk on this show. So <laughs> I'm just um, really surprised that you thought to do penetration 
first. Yeah. Like, I didn't know really. And like, no one ever had talked to me about sex, you know? Yeah. Mm. And I was raised Catholic. Like, no one talked about masturbation. My girlfriends back home, even when they listen to this show now, they don't have a masturbation practice. If they're complaining about how their sex lives within their marriages are so strained. And it, it, the thing that worked for me was actually developing this masturbation self-pleasure um, practice. It like changed your life. It did. It's the, you know, it's the reason I had a back injury and it really helped there. And it was just, I had a lot of pent up shit. Yeah, yeah, you had a lot to release. <laughs> Do you right. mind if I ask? Well, I guess I'm just going to ask it anyway. But yeah. um, was it like, did you explore different levels of like masturbatory practices then? Were, were there like some that were based on like breathing techniques or was, was it strictly like toy? Like when you started getting a system for yourself? My whole exploration on this show has been trying different things. Like I oh. said before, how I got pregnant at a sex party. That was, I went to one and I was one we were, and done. We were I trying, mean, and was that was research. the exact date. What'd you say? It was for research. It was for right? research. It was for research. Is that we the goodie bag that you get at a play party? Is that like the goodie bag equivalent of <laughs> going so to a baby? Sex party? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know at this sex party, did people watch you? Yes. So people watched you conceive. Yeah. Wow. Which is kind of a beautiful thing. Wait, did you, were you guys there? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> so I, didn't, I didn't know. Like, no. oh. I didn't watch her. I've known, no, I've known her husband since I was 18. He's like my brother. I do not want to see. No offense. <laughs> I do not want to no, see that. And they were all part of the orgy downstairs. <laughs> yeah, so I was busy. They were very busy. And we were, and I, I don't, I don't know. The people who listen to the show have heard the story, but I had a huge breakdown at this party. I felt extremely uncomfortable. I started bawling my eyes out. I was like, I need to leave. I started getting really claustrophobic. And then my husband was like, okay, let's go. And I was like, well, should we at least have sex first before we leave? And so we did. <laughs> and then after that, it was actually, we had a good time. But wow. we just hung out and had a drink downstairs and talked to people. What was it? My, so. Okay, where do you put, where do you look? Like, if there's people in the room, like, my problem would be, the like, people. No, no, I don't want to make eye contact. <laughs> no, if you're the ones having sex, like, you're just, like, ho- like very focused on each other then. Because, like, I would be so scared to, like, look to the right and be like, oh, God, it's Candace, Bill over there. Candace, <laughs> it's choose your own adventure. Oh, man. It's any flavor goes, anything goes. What if someone, like, sneezed while they were watching you? That would be so distracting. Like, is, are the people distracting around no, you? No, they're actually no. so Super respectful. respectful. Okay. We is were, everyone just quiet? Can you join in? And you have time? to. Okay, so. <laughs> Is there music they know playing? It's Sugar it's, and Lindsay know more about that question. Consent than culture is huge. You have to ask permission for everything. Absolutely everything. Like, can I touch your butt? Okay. Yeah. Oh, did you say bed or butt? Butt. But. But. Oh, okay. Are yeah. you asking to touch her butt right now? I'm giving an example oh, of what it looks like. <laughs> I think she said yes. I was like, oh, you start by asking for consent to touch the bed. Oh, that's really positive consent culture. <laughs> okay. Yes. No, but like, okay. absolutely everything. Yeah. Hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk and they were an overwhelming yes. 
So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there. And if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code clittalk10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough. So do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. So wait, but I want to I want to flip the script on you guys a little bit. Oh, so you did it again. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we just like boo you. Did it again. They're just so curious. <laughs> we'll answer Great. all your questions when we come into the studio. Okay. Great. <laughs> um. So I, and we won't talk about it too much, but I know you guys did meet on a TV show, a little TV show called The Vampire Diaries. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And um, we once had a mermaid on the show here, where we talked about mermaid sex, as one does. Yes. I gotta know. <laughs> Vampire sex. Ooh. I mean, you can take this one. I had a lot, like, (laughs) my character, yeah. Um, My poor husband and now our teenagers who have watched it with their friends, they're like, wait, so did your character date that person and then that person? I was like, yes, my character dated everyone. I made out with all everyone that you've met, um, (laughs) basically. (laughs) That Um, are always at, like, the Christmas parties. I've been out with all my friends. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So... It's. It was not. I don't know. It's very weird. It's like not that fun, especially when you have to be like in the way that we did it on the Vampire Diaries for the way that the vampires would interact. There's this thing called vamping, where it looks like they're moving really f- super fast on screen, and they would incorporate it into a lot of the vampire sex scenes. So what you would do is you'd have to like, you know, like start making out, and then they'd go freeze. And then you'd have to like walk slowly as if you're like pushing them up against a wall. And then they'd be like, action. And then you start making out again. And then they'd be freeze. And you'd have to like walk slowly. So the whole thing is this very bizarre dance. And then the worst one was that they wanted, it was my character, Caroline, and then Stefan. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, they end up hooking up later. And uh, <laughs> the show, the show. Yeah. If you haven't seen it by now, yeah. fuck off. It's been out. <laughs> uh, but what they wanted us to do is like, okay, so you both have your humanity off. So you're just like super, like just ready to attack each other. And we want you feeding on this young girl, which means we're like biting and pretending to drink her blood. Oh. And so I'm on one side feeding on her neck and he's on the other side feeding on her neck. But for that, you have to hold fake blood in your mouth. Oh. And so we're like making out with her neck with fake blood in our mouths. And then we have to shove her to the ground, oh which there's like a mattress. And we have to like throw her to this ground. The poor girl, we threw her down. And then we had to make out with each other with this gross fake blood in our mouth. Which tastes like chocolate syrup, by the oh. way. Like like extra, like too sweet chocolate like syrup. Like molasses. It's horrible. Oh. So, and then we end up like... The characters end up like doing it, and it was the most disgusting. Like that was like the, the height of the vampire. Aww. And when you watch it, it's really sexy with the music yeah. and with like everything. Oh my god! But the reality is just like it, the reality yeah, is not. Also, sexy. there's like fifty people watching, you know, with like lights and like a boom operator with like the long mic, like dancing around you as you're doing. It's just like not. Not sexy. There's this little extra just like like curled in the fetal position between (laughs) us with like fake blood dripping down out of our mouth. She was turned on and so excited. No, it was Uh, so bad. She was totally turned on. Well, there are people. They do. There's a kink for that. Like people are like into vampires. They dress up and they pretend. There's like vampire sex parties. That's a real thing. You would go to that in two seconds. I would. I get like I totally have a thing for vampires. Lindsay (laughs) has a. 
and wizards. Fetish. <laughs> and wizard. anything, anything like, like anything magical. magical. <laughs> is it the wand or is it the pointed hat or is it the beard? <laughs> wait, 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 what? Okay, <laughs> the sexual attraction to wizards. Uh-huh. Is it the wand, the pointy hat, or the beard? Or do they do magic tricks? I mean, it's just the fact that it's like, if you're magical, imagine what you can do with your dick. But... You can put dick in no, wait. Exactly. Are we talking like Harry Potter wizard? Like, yes, are you like into sure. Harry, oh, I love Harry just, Potter? I love Harry Potter. I read the Harry Potter novels and I was like depressed afterwards because I was like, why am I not a wizard? <laughs> God damn it, Harry. We're all just muggles in the world. Oh. It's pretty. It's pretty sad. I'm really disappointed that vampire sex is so <laughs> formatted. Yeah. Uh, I really had a crush on Damon and Stefan growing up. If you had to choose one, it all it's it 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 changed. Oh. So of course it started with Stefan because the other one was just such an like I thought he was just such an asshole. But then I realized he was a smart asshole, and the other one was just kind of like more naive and cute. So then I fell for Damon. And oh my god! Like Stefan, okay. the first if, five if years. If I had to pick one, time. I would pick Caroline. There yeah. you go. Oh, oh, she's mighty fun. I care. She gets around. She does. Yeah. She got around Mystic Falls like nobody's she business. She was definitely the sluttiest character, which is makes her my favorite. Wait, I mean, that's crazy to me because she's also like kind of the most innocent character at the same time. No, no I know. Way. Julie, like our showrunner, sure. oh, yeah, our showrunner's like running jokes. She's like, I swear, I could just put like a mop in front of you. I was like, please don't. Like, please don't oh make me have like. Just like she's like, you could just act with the mop, and you guys would have chemistry. It's like, don't make me act with the mop because I've already, I know I've already, all my characters already been with everyone else, so there's no one left. Really, yeah, we feel so bad for you. It was like all these like eight sexy men. This is what like doesn't get any sexier. This is exactly what play parties are like. Yes, I was gonna say, like working on a CW show, (laughs) but without the. (laughs) But there's no format. You. Create the format, you know. Oh, it's just right. You are in control. But making out with all your friends sounds a lot like what I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is great until you like are sitting at their wedding and you're just like, oh fuck, yeah, I definitely made out with that person. <laughs> and yeah. that's that wife who's like yeah. not an actor yeah, is like, totally. Gosh, why is she here? Yeah. <laughs> that's stupid. No, luckily, bitch. like that hasn't happened, and like everyone's still friends. But it is weird. There is a funny element where my my husband like uh, is sometimes on Instagram. And he's like, fuck, Instagram keeps sending me this picture of you and like this other guy who's like on the show that was like our friend and he's like I'm just gonna keep sending it to him every time it's sent like straight on my feet that is awkward I never thought about it like that there's like a weird sexual element to acting like like with your friends like after the fact yeah yeah Yeah. you guys you guys are kind of like Polly kind of I know my husband would be like (laughs) wait so you, and I'm like, yes, I made out with everybody. Like, I literally <laughs> the answer is just stop asking. The answer is yes. Yes. Between um, being single and working on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in terms of your, so the, our, this season for us is all about sex 3.0 and your sex exploration. Mm-hmm. What would you say in the recent? I know you both are mothers and you're married, <laughs> but what would you say has been like your biggest breakthrough around sex in the last couple of years, or something you've really been able to like release shame around? Well, okay. 
I love giving blowjobs. Candace knows this about me. It's something that I like. I've yes. done. I like love doing, and I've kind of loved it for a long time. And um, so it's something that, like, I think in the beginning, my husband was like super into, right? And then now, since like you know, you've been with someone, it's, we've been together ten years. I kind of sometimes I'm like, oh, I have to remember to like continue that because I do like to do it. But I think it stems from like baby again. And like when I was pregnant, I was not that horny. Oh really? Candace kept being like so, and I'm like, no, I'm not, and I. I didn't like hate being pregnant. I didn't love it. I was just very like, okay, let's just get this over with so I can have like, you know, the baby. But I was not super horny and I kind of like wished I had been. Maybe the next one. Maybe, hopefully. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Just so Katie, that, that for me is like something I. Katie turned into like on. a sex machine. Yeah. She I was mean, like, I, I want to fuck every day. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I felt like sugar. I was like, I feel like sugar. I just want to like. Fuck myself all the time. Yeah, I'm like hoping that I don't end up not being horny when I'm pregnant because I'm so horny, like as a person, and I fuck a lot. That like, what if it goes the opposite well, and it, for it's me? You don't have control. It's weird. It is hormonal, so like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you might go the opposite, but then if it does, it'll go right back to everything after. I think. Yeah, you go back to like where you were. You're, don't yeah, worry, you'll like go back out. to being horny no matter what. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know me so well. Like, that's my big... She's legit freaking out. I can hear her brain. She's like, oh my God. What I if I don't want to have sex for nine months? I literally I forgot you were all here for two seconds. That's how deep that was. She was going deep into a deep, dark hole. Oh my God. That's great. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not letting you get out of this, Candice. You have to answer that question. I just did. I mean... What was the question? Uh, <laughs> so what was, what's been your biggest What's been your biggest breakthrough around in your in your sexuality? Um, I think I mean really just kind of speaking to what you guys have like the topics you guys have been talking about lately on this podcast regarding self care. I think that's probably been at least um, you know keeping this PG in case our teens are listening. But for me personally, sorry, I said no, or it's not. fine. Just Elise me. and Ava, sorry. Yeah. If they <laughs> found our show. It's over. <laughs> no, but I will say, um, I think for my experience having giving birth to a child is I really had to kind of learn to fall in love with my own body and my own sexuality again and realizing, oh yeah, it has nothing to do with anybody else. It starts with me. And I think if you are a young woman, that's the best lesson you can learn early on is that before you can really understand I think a sexual connection that you have with a partner or any partner that you have whether it's like long term or just a a single night that power comes from also understanding your own sexuality with yourself and I feel like I'd really lost that um, as I'd gotten older and especially through having a baby I just took on all these like external ideas of, of what I think society tells you what happens to your body and how it changes and how it's not the same anymore and um, I really let that affect me psychologically. So I've been really trying to, like whenever we have had episodes talking about sex on our podcast, we had um, an adult film star on talking mm-hmm. about her fertility journey. And Tanya, I love how Tanya you called Tate. an adult film star. We're like, porn star. <laughs> but she was really specific. Yes. She also directs porn. Uh, she directs adult films. So she, like, Wait, what's her brand? name? Tanya, 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 Tanya Tate. Tate. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> We're like, yeah. maybe we've had her on the show. <laughs> She's awesome, but she has this really incredible fertility journey. Um, and, uh, and so, but I wanted to know, like, she was so confident before and I was like, so what advice do you have for all of us post baby? Like, obviously like you've got to be the most confident person in the world doing live webcams. And she's like, no, it's really hard. And I was like, God 
damn it. (laughs) She doesn't even have that figured out. So I think um, when I take care of myself is when I feel more in tune with myself sexually. And then I'm a better partner with my husband. And that's I think really that's nice to hear. I feel like I needed to hear that too. I don't know about you. But I like did. being six months after post baby, really. Cause it is, it's like, I'm like every day it's like, do these jeans fit? Oh no. You know, kind of thing. So you start to, that starts to be your relationship with your body instead yeah, of like exactly. loving it. You exactly. I mean? And you also, I don't know. I love my son and he's, but he's on me all day long mm. where I just don't want to be touched at the end of the day. And all my husband wants is for me to cuddle with him and touch him. And it's his love language. And it's not mine. It's never been mine. So it's an even harder uphill battle because I'm just like, oh, I need to give to you. But I really, for me, need to, like, be by myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I mean, I think struggling with that right now. Just that the idea that also when, yeah, when you have a partner and then when you also have kids— you are constantly giving, giving, giving. And I think that there is, not for everybody, but I would say generally women have like a tendency to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before themselves. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like biologically just kind of ingrained, yes, I think, for I'm a majority of women. I'm habit right now. Yes. Yeah. And Don't so, do it, girl. I know. I know. Don't but, do and it. And so at the end of the day, it's like the last thing I want to do is like, oh, now I have someone else to take care of. And it's like, I just want to take care of me. Exactly and then I, I think the biggest challenge is like how once you kind of hit this point in adulthood, how do you then start taking care of each other together where you're not like taking away from each other, but you're giving to yourself and each other at the same mm-hmm. time? And that's what I think... I haven't necessarily figured out yet, but... Can I offer you something? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, I just got super stoked about this. So I totally hear you. uh, And I I have an experience in life where I'm giving and my cup's not always getting filled up. And in that space, what you had said, what you had started sharing with is um, that self-care was your breakthrough breakthrough in your sexuality. And I want to highlight this and offer something to you in that, creating, shifting the context to your sexuality and your sex life in the moment, wherever it currently is. If it's something else to do or somebody else to be there for and looking at another lens to look at it. So I heard what you just said is something around creating with your partner a way where you both can be giving each other what each other needs and desires. And it's like fulfilling. It's like almost double as like filling each other's cup because there's more energy there. And so there's something called sex magic that we've talked on the show. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, woo woo. I'm not into woo woo, (laughs) but it's, it's actually historically been around. And so my husband and I decided to have a stay at home Friday night, fuck night, where we were going to watch an 11 minute video on sex magic. This was like three weeks ago. This is the, we talked about on the show here and there, and this is how long it's taken me to do it. And I wish I didn't wait that long. So I feel so inclined to tell all of you this right now. Just for, just for our listeners, can you give a real quick definition for people who have never heard of sex? Sex magic is something you can do with your partner to manifest more of anything you want in your life, whether it's finding your next home or how can we be better parents or how can we love each other more or um, manifesting more abundance or career or whatever you want to manifest. Maybe starring in the same show as your partner and being each other's lovers, like legit anything. And it's a step-by-step experience, I would say more like a sensual meditation with you and your partner, where you both have to do these things together and go through this guided meditation. A lot of it includes like breathing, breath work, imagining it from like your crown chakra all the way down. And it tells you what thoughts to think at what points. 
And it was like an 11 minute video. My husband and I did it. He was so fucking into it. Like he was more into it than I was, which makes sense because he loves meditating and he's really open to like, you know, manifestation as a conversation. And I was, we created um, a certain amount of money coming in from deals that we were going to close, like this abundant amount that felt good to us. And no fucking shit, it happened. And we took the actions, right? But we were also filled up because we supported each other in such a beautiful healing way. Like we had never fucked like that before. It wasn't even fucking. I shouldn't even call that. It was like sex magic. And I can't believe I haven't done this before because what within five days, what we created during that meditation happened. Like it created that inspiration because we were energized. We were connected. We like just bonded over something. So just in terms of a tool, repressing us all to the sex magic thing and that maybe could be a way of going into it like look we're actually meditating sensually your dick might not even end up inside of me let's see if we can even get into the first step of mm-hmm. breathing together and well, that was and, season and one with the with yeah the pussy priest one of our first episodes she but i also awesome. just wanted to put in sex magic is something that can also be a solo practice yeah so it is it's manifesting through pleasure and so it can be like a solo, like literally like there's like a morning, like you can do like a morning masturbation meditation, like through man, for, for manifestation. Or on the full moon, you can point your pussy at the moon and make a wish. I would love for our teenagers to walk outside and be like, <laughs> what's Candace doing? <laughs> oh, she's just, uh, she's just, she's just pointing, pointing her pussy at the moon and making a wish. <laughs> you, can, you can do it with your clothes She's just on. making okay, okay. a wish. She's just being yeah, a popular naked. thing. What, what, which like, actress was like, oh, I sun my vagina. And like, and people, taint sunning was a thing for a minute. Whoa, and then that. people were taint burning themselves. Because you don't do that without yeah. SPF on. And you can't put SPF on there. Oh, my God. Oh, so, my God. Oh, my God. You're hilarious. That's taint, taint sunning. sunning. That, you le- I learned something Google new today, guys. I Google it. Now. It was a thing. Taint I believe you. What are you doing? I'm just sunning my taint. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay, cool. So. One last question. So one of the the real big missions on this show is to remove shame from conversations. So what's an area, if you guys are willing to get a little bit vulnerable here, that you still would like to remove shame out of a, a specific conversation for yourself in this in this domain? What's something you're still struggling with? I love how we both look at each other like, you're going to go first, right? (laughs) I will say Kayla went first last time. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) As far as like shame, like what I, shame that I might still hold onto or just publicly when people talk about sex? But you personally, yeah, something personal. Um, I think, yeah, I think uh, I didn't realize that, and this is, I, I didn't realize how uptight I would become, I think, becoming a mom. Mm. I think I thought it would bring out this like wild, like sex priestess thing in me being like, oh, this is, I'm so comfortable with this. I mean, I, you know, I always felt very comfortable with my body. I always felt very comfortable with the fact that, um, you know, I liked being a sexual person and I, uh, and I felt just open. I felt very open. And, and I think that I've, really shut down a lot of part uh, parts of myself thinking like, oh, I have to appear a certain way and I have to, um, you know, I live the life of like a, you know, uptight 
40-year-old suburban mom. There are tons of suburban moms that are not uptight, that are really cool, much cooler and more relaxed than I am. And um, and I think that I don't need to do that. And I'm, I've been really trying. And, I, uh, and it's no one else that's putting that pressure on me. It's all just coming from myself and wanting to be the best example I can for a house full of daughters. And I think without even realizing it, sometimes you kind of try to right your wrongs, even if they weren't wrong. But in the moment, if like when you're a teenager, if something hurt you and somebody hurt you or, or you tried something and it really, and it didn't work out and you felt shame in the moment, I think you try to protect your children from moments like that. And sometimes in a way that's not healthy, like you just like shut it down or you don't have that conversation. Mm -hmm. So really lately, especially, um, just kind of watching like all of our daughters blossom into young women, it's really reminded me like, oh no, this is a beautiful thing. We are so incredible as women and and I want to show them that it's powerful to be open and it's okay to talk about sex and it's okay to explore your body and and talk about your body with your friends and and obviously being safe and um and so just trying to be more comfortable having conversations even with my friends and mm. about uh our sex lives again and and um and that's okay not feeling like i've got to have it come out right i guess yeah. i love that i think um just to piggyback what candace said too it's like our we're coming into this time in our world where women are being heard now and we can you know own our sexuality and own our emotions and our relationships and everything when maybe there was a time even just a few years ago where we felt like we couldn't do that or those that did maybe Weren't necess- it wasn't as mainstream and it wasn't as accepted. And so I think starting our podcast, being here with you guys on this podcast, is just making me realize how much like there's so much that we still want to yell and scream and be heard. And I'm still learning so much about myself and um, what that means for me. You know, how do I make noise? How do I m- make sure that I'm yes setting an example for my daughter now because now I'm learning okay there's someone else in our relationship and in my life that I need to set an example for but not only that but like all of our listeners and all of your listeners and people who are you know counting on our voices to help them in life and that's that's a tall order it's a lot so mm-hmm. um i just think that it i'm proud of all of us for opening that uh, open and being that open to talk about it and i don't think it's going to end. I don't think it should end. I think we have to keep pushing it forward. And even just as you were saying, like your parents came on the podcast, they love it now. And there's so much growth to be had. And I think it's just the beginning. I think think it really is. So yeah. Yeah. And you know, something for me that I've noticed is choosing to let go of the shame every time. Every time I get on this mic, it's, it's, it's a conscious choice. Sometimes it's just naturally there and I'm don't even think about it, but we talk each other off really? the ledge a lot. Yeah. We're like, no, you. it's important to share what's there for you because you never know like the difference that it can make for another for person. People. And that's why that. we do this show. Yeah. yeah. And luckily we it's all like, have friends that we can talk to about that, but yeah. like not everyone does. And if they don't, right. they at least have this, you know? Right. That's why what we're, this conversation matters so much. And we should definitely talk way more about sex together and the healing magical powers that it brings. <laughs> But seriously, <laughs> but you do believe that. I love that. And I, and and just want to tell you Candace, like you know, you want to be a cool mom. Well, you came on the Clit Talk podcast. <laughs> yeah, you Come got on. me just cred now. A step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can be cool. I'll be like, "Yeah, guys, I just uh did this podcast called the the Clit Talk." <laughs> and you can. You, can be like, Wait, what? you and your friends can listen to it. And- <laughs> 
That and that's and it. there and there and it is. And that's all I have to top. say about and that. That's the or you just like send them the handle. You don't even say oh, the name of the show. Oh gosh, yeah. I did this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, for all of our listeners, their podcast, Directionally Challenged, is such a great podcast. I'm honestly a fan. I started listening to it and I'm like, this is amazing. I love the conversations you guys are having. So where can our listeners find your podcast? You guys, like how do, how do they get in touch with you? Well, first off, I hope they listen to your episode that we're, we're having you guys on. Oh, right. Right. Really, really right. fun. Right. So we can't That's wait it. to do that. Yeah. Um, but you can find Directionally Challenged anywhere, really anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, any, any awesome place. Cool. My person, oh, uh, what's our our Instagram is at Candice Kayla, and we're also at uh, www.candicekayla.com if you want to listen there. But otherwise, yeah, you can listen everywhere. And then my personal Instagram is at Candice King. And mine's at Kayla Yule, but Yule is spelled E-W-E-L-L. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for fantastic. coming on. We yeah. did it. We didn't like, you know, lose our shit. We didn't like <laughs> no, answer the questions. Yeah, this is the least amount of blushing we've done ever. talking about sex on a microphone. You How guys funny. made us very comfortable. Good, good, good. good. Yeah. Well, we just you are, you know, our sister activists in in this conversation of empowering people. And we really just thank you for your generosity and your courage to come on the show and talk about something that can be really taboo and can be really like overwhelming. So thank you for coming on and just being so candid. And for anyone listening, they are the most gorgeous people inside and out. (laughs) And we, and like, it's just been like really amazing to meet you guys and have you on the show. And we're so excited to be on your show as well. It's going to be awesome. And to everyone out there. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe. But only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if you're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, It's very much appreciated and thank you.